Good morning, everyone. Anybody chilly? Man, it's kind of ironic that we got uh, the little chilly weather going on today because I got a 15-point sermon. I got to get through. No, I'm to you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep you there with that. Um, about sometime last year, uh, Howard's father-in-law passed away, and, and we had the the indoor service, and then we we met out uh, at the the uh, uh, military uh, cemetery to to. Uh, uh, graveside and and it was cold that day man it was there was ice it, it was really really cold and that was basically how i opened up the all right i got a 15 point sermonette to get through here or whatever y'all bear with me and just the you could just see the, like the air just everyone's just it's like no i'm, I'm teasing I promise uh i promise we're gonna get through this uh we're gonna call some more names man i just started calling some names last week everybody else Everybody else feels free to call names, especially during the election cycle. Man, you got people calling, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, whether it's liberal, fascist, you know, bleeding heart, pig, whatever. You know, everybody has something to call, man. If, if you kneel for the flag, we're going to call, or for the anthem, we're going to call you some name. If you stand for the anthem, we're going to call you names. I mean, it just, no matter what, if you, if you want to riot, we're going to call you names. If you don't do anything, we're going to call you names. Everybody, boy, we got some names, but we're going to call we're going to call some names that actually can has the power to change the very atmosphere of your life, the very layout of your life. But before we get into that, I want to uh, let everyone know I'm real I'm super excited about some of the organic Bible studies and gatherings that take place uh, that that some of you are starting. So we I know on Sunday nights, Paul and Lynn and, and their crew uh, host uh, uh, Sunday night haverims. Uh, and then now, uh, David and Gina Croft are actually hosting uh, a Bible study via Zoom on Fridays at 7:30. Uh, and so they just want to let everyone know any, if anyone's interested, get with David and Gina. David's over here under the pavilion. Wave your hand, Dave. There he is. Uh, Gina's helping back with the, the the children's group. But if you're interested in doing a, a Friday night Bible study uh, with them, uh, it's at 7:30. They're going through the Book of Genesis. And get with them; they'll give you the uh, the Zoom room number that you can co- uh, connect with them with. So, also, I I don't remember if Kate mentioned this or not. Saturday uh, is also daylight savings time, right? It's so make sure you set your clocks back, right? You fall back in the fall. Uh, set your clocks back, and that way you can you can be with us at 10, 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. See, in the Pentecostal church, we always called that Benny Hen Day. Y'all know what I mean. That means everybody fall back. Woo! You know, that was Benny Hinn Day. So, all right. Hey, let me tell you something. Romans chapter 10 says this. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're going to call on a name, if you're going to do any name calling, I would advise you to call on the name of the Lord because there's great salvation in that. Not just salvation for the sweet by and by and, and you punching your ticket to heaven. Yeah, that's part of it. But it's also salvation right here on earth. Every situation you go through, no matter how difficult, no matter how trying, there is salvation, or sozo is the Greek word. Sozo, it actually means wholeness, well-being, good health, good mental state, uh, uh, good spiritual condition, uh, just wholeness. Man, that's what we got to be. We got to be whole. So if you call on the name of the Lord, you can experience wholeness in your life. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no name, other, other name under heaven, whereby we, uh, we must be saved. Philippians 2 and 10, That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and every, 
and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Paul said it this way. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, unto sozo, if, if you want to experience wellness and wholeness in life. And yes, etern eternal salvation, but salvation here on earth, uh, uh, that wholeness, uh, it comes through the good news of Jesus Christ. So we're going uh, gonna to hop back into the book of Psalm, chapter 23, pick up where we left off last week. We're going to try to make this really quick because I know y'all are chilly, and some of you got some numb hands out there. So raise your hand and praise God if your hands are numb. Woo! <laughs> so Brother Tim, I'm so glad you made it and got to sing for us. And, and just the fact that you're standing up here today is a, is a testament to Jehovah Rapha, which we, we talked about last week. The Lord is my healer. And uh, he had some, some health issues this year, and God has blessed him. And uh, is, is he's, he's coming along good, man, and sounding good. Did y'all think Tim sounded good? He leads praise and worship at his church. And uh, I was just blessed that he would be here. Uh, Anna, thank you for being here again. Louisa, I sure love you. You've grown up way too fast. Louisa's eaten. She's been to my house and eaten my food when she was little. And my kids went over and ate her mom's food, all that stuff. So, And Nazreen, thank you for being here. Nazreen's not, y'all, most of y'all know Nazreen. She was one of the early pioneers in the neighborhood, right? So glad, glad you're here. Everyone, and if any other visitor we may have, guests, please make yourself at home uh, out on God's lawn. And he's kicking us off his lawn next week. We're going back inside. Psalm chapter 23, starting with verse 4. We're going to talk about six names. I gave you five names last week. I hope you've been praying them, using them in your prayer time. They're powerful. The more you know the names of God, the more you know his nature and his attributes. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. First of all, I want to point out, if you're in the valley of the shadow of death, guess what? You're walking through it. You don't have to set up camp. You don't have to stay there. You're walking through it, and you don't have to fear. Why? Because you're a person of faith. Fear, fear is the opposite of faith. If you trust in the Lord, if you just believe God, hey, you don't have to worry about fear. He'll vanquish fear in your life. Why do you not have to fear? He says, for you are with me. Here's the next name I want, we're going to call on. Everyone say Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is present. The Lord is here. There's only one time in the Bible that this name is used, and it's actually in the last words of the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was an incredible prophet that had an absolute mind-blowing vision of, of a new temple, of a new Jerusalem, per se. And metaphorically, we can apply it to the church because the church is the spiritual version of Jerusalem or the, or the temple of God. And, and uh, I'm, I'm talking about... He had some mind-blowing stuff. It was a crazy, you got to go read the book of Ezekiel, man. An angel showing up, grabbing him by the hair and dragging him around saying, look at this, look at that, look at that. And he would have to write down and say what he saw. And, and, but, but what the last words in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 48, verse 35 says this, the distance around the entire city will be six miles. And from that day, the name of the city will be Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah means the Lord is present. The Lord is here. The Lord is there. Uh, he's everywhere. So the fact that we can experience the presence of God, David said, if I make my bed in hell, you're there with me. No matter what you go through, 
he's an ever-present help in a time of trouble. He'll never leave you. We have a God whose presence is always accessible. He'll stick closer than a brother, the Bible says. So that's Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is present, and it applies to you today. Psalm, continue with uh, verse 4. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Everyone say Jehovah Ezer. Jehovah Ezer means the Lord is my help. The Lord is my help. The book of Psalm chapter 124 verse 8 says, Our help or our Ezer is in the name of the Lord who, is ma who made heaven and earth. Charles Spurgeon, anyone ever heard of him? I think he knows a, two thing, about, a, a thing or two about the, uh, the, the word of God. He actually once wrote, in all times of danger for men, our wisest course is to fly to the Lord, our helper, our easer. He has ways and means for delivering us, which we know not of. Man, when you're in a situation, don't panic. Don't panic. Why? Because God has a way of making all things work for good. I don't know how he does it, but he does. Ten years from now, some of the things that you're going through today, you, you may think, I, I don't know how I'm going to see, I don't know how I'm going to breathe tomorrow. I don't know how I'm going to see the light of day. But ten years from now, you're going to look back and say, whew, I don't know how he did it, but he brought some good out of every situation I walked through. He has a way of doing it. So he is our ever-present help. He is our easer. Psalm 33, verse 20 says, Our inner selves wait earnestly for the Lord. He is our Ezer or our help and our shield, for in him does our heart rejoice because we have trusted, relied on, and been confident in his holy name. Amen. Look at your neighbor, say, staying warm. Verse five, let's start with verse five. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, what does that mean exactly? It's not like, you know, when we face the enemy, all of a sudden God drops a golden corral in front of us and we just got kind of go and do this buffet thing. We can actually find this name. This is Jehovah Nisi. Everyone say Jehovah Nisi. It means the Lord is my banner. The Lord prepares the table for you. You don't have to prepare the table for you, but it's the Lord that prepares the table. All, everything you need, all the nutrients you need, to, to be able to just stand and, and, and face the enemy. Exodus chapter 17, verse 5 says this, Moses built an altar there and named it Yahweh or Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Now we can find the context of why would Moses build this altar and, and name it Jehovah Nisi. Uh, we can find it if we hop back in, in chapter 17 a little bit to verse 10. Uh, the Israelites were, were having to go through some dangerous territory, and all of a sudden they had to fight the, the army of Amalek. And so he sends Joshua in to lead the, uh, the, the Hebrew troops. Uh, and, and so Amalek brings his army, and this is what happens. Verse 10, so Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill and as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon be became so tired that he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur, praise God for Aaron and Hur, they found a stone for him to sit on 
Then they stood on either side of Moses, holding up his hands. Praise God for those who are called to help hold up the hands of the man and the woman of God who are interceding on behalf of a community, on behalf of what I tell you what, those who come alongside me and lift, lift my hands up when I'm weary. I praise God for you every single day. So they, they held Moses' hands up. Verse 13, as a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. And so Moses builds this, immediately builds this altar to the Lord and names it Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Well, what he was trying to do is this. Joshua could have come back and been like, "Woo! do you see how I whipped up on that, on that enemy? Do you see how I directed these guys? All the troops could have come back and said, man, we are something awesome. But he wanted him to know, look, the victory belongs to the Lord. He's our banner. It's the same thing as this. Now, there's going to be a lot of football games played today. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, we're going to be playing the, the Washington football team. 2020. Man. And now, look, y'all don't get mad at me. Y'all know I love the Cowboys. But, look, let's just be honest. One of those teams is more determined to lose today than the other team, right? So so let's just say Andy Dalton. God bless Andy Dalton, man. Lord, please bless Andy Dalton, please. Andy Dalton filling in for injured Dak Prescott. Let's just say Andy Dalton goes out there today, and, man, he has revival. He's just worshiping God. Man, he's just, I mean, he's lost in the spirit. He just starts chucking the ball like crazy. And he throws 10 touchdowns to 10 different receivers, and it becomes the Andy Dalton show today, right? And he sets a career record, and, man, he's going to be on ESPN highlights. Uh, he just and, – and, and the defense shows up, decides to actually play some football today and holds Washington to three points. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be Andy Dalton's victory. At the end of the day, when you see the final score, you're going to see the Cowboys star 70 to three. Right, so ultimately, it doesn't matter how 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 good Andy Dalton may do today. Now, don't I, I'm not trying to claim this is going to be a prophetic word, okay? <laughs> I'm just this is a hypothetical here. It doesn't matter if Zeke decides not to cough the ball up, but to actually take the ball across into into the goal line. You know, it doesn't matter it because if they win, no matter who performs how, the crest, the banner, gets the victory. That's how it is in our life. The Lord will provide a way for us to be victorious, but he still gets all the glory. He is our banner. He's who we lift up. We don't have to lift ourselves up. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So that's our goal today, is to allow him to be Jehovah Nisi. We're going to lift him up today. Moving along. Y'all are doing well. Psalm 23, also the second half of verse 5. You anoint my head with oil. You anoint my head with oil. This is a funky word. Everyone say Jehovah Mekadesh. Jehovah Mekadesh. It means the Lord who sanctifies me. The Lord who sanctifies me, or in other words, who makes me holy, who sets me apart. Now, in the Old Testament, Israel had 635 laws they had to keep in order to be holy through the law of Moses. 365 of those were things not to do, and then 240 were things to do. 
That's a lot of rules to. I can't even. It's it's hard for me to remember three things every morning that I need to keep track of, much less. Now, ironically and interestingly enough, per our calendar, there's 365 days a year. And if I understand right, now Mindy may correct me on this. She's she's a nurse and in medical field, but but I believe there's like 240 bones in the human body. So it's almost as if the Lord is saying, I, I want you to serve me all year long, every day, with all of your body, with everything in you. Now, maybe that's poetic. I don't know. It's just interesting how those numbers line up. But Leviticus chapter 20 says this, starting with verse 7. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I, the Lord, am, your, I am the Lord your God, and you shall keep my statutes and do them. I am Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies you or to keep you holy. Man, I praise God that it is not up to my own ability to be holy and to be righteous because I would fail every single day. <laughs> you know, I praise God that he's the one who makes me holy through my faith in Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, Colossians chapter 1 verse 22 says this, yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence, and you are now Mekadesh, or holy, sanctified, and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Isn't that wonderful? It's the Lord who declares you to be righteous and holy, not because you're good enough. You can never be good enough to be, you know, accepted by God. Even your best efforts, the Bible says your righteousness, your right doings looks like filthy rags compared to his righteousness. So even your best efforts to, quote, be holy. Yet he makes you holy through the blood of Jesus. That's why I'm, I'm always amazed where it's like, you know, I have people tell me, David, man, I would come to church, but I, I kind of get, I got to get some things right in my life before I come to church. That's ridiculous. You don't have to get washed up to take a bath, do you? No, you just hop on in, mud and all. And that's that's how we are. And really, if folks would understand that really we're, we're a church full of imperfect people around here, I don't know about any other church. I don't know if there's any perfect churches out there. But if there are, I'm going to tell you, none of y'all need to go because you're going to mess it up. It ain't going to be perfect anymore. And that includes me. You know, hey, we, most of us all live, live here in the neighborhood together. What? Look, we're all messed up. But we serve a perfect God that actually makes us holy, makes us sanctified. And then we try our best to be like him. And then when we don't make it, on the days that we're not good enough, he says, oh, get back up. Let me cover you. You're covered in my blood. I love you. Come on. Try it again. Try it again. He is Jehovah Mekadesh. Psalm 23, 5. Woo, we got two more to go. Everyone say, praise God. He's almost done. 20, 23 and 5. My cup runs over. My cup runs over. Now, if I took, if you, if you held out a cup and I just started pouring you some, some water or some, some uh, wonderful Kool-Aid or Diet Coke or whatever you want, you know, I'm, I'm pouring it into your cup. There's sweet tea. And it just, I keep pouring it and it's running over, running over, running over. You would call it waste. What are you wasting stuff for? God calls it abundance. He says, David said, man, my cup runs over. God, he fills me up so much I can't, I can't contain it. That's Jehovah manna, 
Everyone say Jehovah manna. The Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. Psalm 73, 26 says this, my health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. He is my Jehovah manna. The Lord is my portion. Look, there's going to be times in life that, that life just doesn't compensate you rightly. You know, you ever felt like you've put out a ton of effort and the payback that you got, whether it was supposed to be monetary or just uh, gratitude or what, whatever payment you were expecting, sometimes life doesn't pay you back, but that's all right. Don't ever get upset about it because the Lord is your portion. He's going to give you plenty. He is your provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's going to give you plenty. You don't have to cop an attitude about it. You don't have to get frustrated. And the moment where you're like, man, I, I did all this and I didn't get compensated, just take a big, deep breath. You're a Jehovah manna. You're my portion. As long as I got you, I got enough, Lord. And all of us are that way. Man, we have not only that, our cup runs over. I get accused sometimes of, of being, um, uh, uh, being a prosperity preacher. <laughs> you know, that's the term, prosperity preacher. Are you a prosperity preacher? And I, and I emphatically say this, yes, I am. Does that mean that I think that if you send me money, God's going to make you a multimillionaire? No, you can send me money if you want. I don't care. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> I don't make any promises that God's going to make you. In other words, this is just because you walk with God doesn't mean he's going to make you rich. This is what I mean. Because you walk with God, you already are wealthy. You have everything you need. You've got him. Say, well, you hadn't seen my bank account. It doesn't matter. He said, I will provide your every need according to my riches and glory. I am your portion. Man, in, in the kingdom of God, wealth is not measured by how much you have. It's measured by how much you don't need. And there's not a one of us here that really has a need. We could get together and figure out how many needs we have represented here today. And I guarantee you, we could probably count on one hand true needs that are represented here. And because all of a sudden they're made known, I guarantee you, God's going to move on someone's heart to help meet that need. And so it's probably going to eliminate the need. So in other words, you're already wealthy. Every single one of us, you're going to prosper in whatever situation. If you're living here in the middle of this neighborhood, you're going to prosper. If God calls me to Uganda and I'm living in a village in a hut in that situation, I will prosper. I will have everything I need. He'll provide for it. So he is, he is my portion. And if, when you learn that, man, you can go to sleep at night, not worry about anything, not worry about, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do it? How am I going to get compensated with this? No, 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 no. He is your portion. What a, what a world of anxiety gets to, like, just get thrown off of you. Jehovah manna. That brings us to the last one. Everyone say, glory. He's, he's about done, and I can go get warm. Psalm 23, 6 says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's Jehovah Shalek. Everyone say, Jehovah Shalek. The Lord is my inheritance. The Lord is my inheritance. Now, we work really, really hard in life to, to, set aside, um, to set aside some savings and set aside a retirement, and that's all good. Matter of fact, the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children. We need to be good stewards of what the Lord's given us. But ultimately, we can't even put our trust in that, you know. Back, back in the, was it the 20s, the Great Depression, when, when Wall Street crashed, and all of a sudden you had millionaires that instantly became poor. 
their whole life's work gone, you know? Uh, even things like that you can't fully depend on, but you can depend on the Lord and understand he is your inheritance. He's going to take care of you. He's going he's gonna to provide for you. He will make a way if you trust him. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2, this, this whole term, Jehovah Shalek, actually comes uh, uh, into play when we're dealing with the Levites, the tribe of Levites, when the children of Israel finally made it to the promised land. And they started dividing up according to tribes. You know, tribe of Dan, you're going to get this. Tribe of Asher, you're going to get this. Benjamin, you're going to get this. All these different tribes get, got a portion of land, except for the Levites. The Levites were the priests, the preachers, the praise leaders, uh, those who ministered to the Lord in the temple. They didn't get any land. Now, they, the, all the other territories, all the other tribes had to give them a portion of their land to live on. So the Levites would be split up amongst all of Israel to minister, to help help minister the things of God to all the other tribes. And then they would eventually meet also in Jerusalem where the temple was, and they would tend to the temple. Now, someone may say, well, that's not fair. All the other children of Israel got an inheritance, got a chunk of land. But they said, no, God said, no, they ministered to me. I am their inheritance. And this is what he says. Chapter, uh, chapter 18, verse 2 of De Deuteronomy. They shall have no inheritance among their brethren. The Lord is their inheritance, Jehovah Shalek, as he promised them. Now, you may say, well, what? That, that's, so they wound up with nothing. No, it's, it's the same principle that God actually told me 16, 17 months ago when I was in a situation and, and I had to walk away from everything. And I, I wept and I said, Lord, you're asking me to leave with nothing. And he said, you're leaving with me. You're leaving with everything. And for the last 17 months of my life, y'all have witnessed it with your own eyes. The Lord has just provided everything I needed. It's been phenomenal. Why? Because he is Jehovah Shalek. He's my inheritance. That's what he, that's basically what he was telling the Levites. You're dedicating your life to serve me and to minister to me. I'm your inheritance. Yeah, they all got a piece of land. They all got a piece of real estate, but you get me. You got everything. Let me tell you something. If you've got the Lord today, if you belong to him, if you are a follower of Christ, you've got everything. You've got such an incredible inheritance. Matter of fact, Ephesians talks about it in verse 1, starting with, uh, 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 I'm sorry, chapter 1, starting with verse 18. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light, whoo, we need some light into the eyes of our heart. Why? Because that's the cradle of faith right there. So that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich his glorious inheritance, his glorious shalek in the saints, his set apart ones. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in us, for us who believe. If you have faith in Christ, you get to encounter an immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of inheritance, of provision, of love, of peace, of joy, of everything you need if you have the Lord. He is Jehovah Shalek. So everyone stand. We're wrapping up. Look at that. That's always a good sign, man. People get happy when the preacher tells you to stand. <laughs> it means he's wrapping up. So I've just given you 11 names. 
that I want to challenge you. This is your homework. Find ways to call upon the Lord in these various names. Now, all of these names point you right to Jesus because that's the name that's given among all names whereby we must be saved. But, but in review, if you're going to call names, especially between now and a week from Tuesday, election time, woo, things are going to get nasty out on TV and radio and the Internet. Y'all hang in there. Some of y'all have even had your social media accounts canceled just because you expressed some uh, political views. Uh, it's been crazy. Uh, you know, I, I, there's actually been folks that just got out there and proclaimed the name of Jesus and had their social media account canceled. It's, it's crazy times. But if you're going to take any energy to call on any names, I challenge you to call these names. Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is my healer. Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord is my righteousness. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. Jehovah Ezer, the Lord is my help. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord is my holiness or my sanctification. Jehovah Manna, the Lord is my portion. Jehovah Shalek, the Lord is my inheritance. I guarantee you, you start calling on those names, you will change the landscape of your life and your situation, and he'll become even more real to you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you because we can trust it. Uh, Lord, thank you for all these weeks and months that we've been out here, out in the elements, and there's only been two days or two days out of all those Sundays that we had to pivot and go back online because of rain. All the other times you've given us wonderful weather. And uh, thank you for the grace that, that the neighbors have given us. And Lord, we praise you for an opportunity to go back inside. Father, we thank you for all the names that represent your attributes, how good you are to us. We open up our hearts today and our minds and we just trust you. We don't know what this week holds, but whatever it is, it's going to be good because you're going to be there waiting on us. And you're going to show us how to navigate through all the trials and tribulations. We praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen.